You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. But before I continue, uh, I need to pray. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for coming here today, for sending your spirit to speak and to move on your behalf, that these words are not my words, but these are your words your testimony, and that hearts are going to shift, and that a spirit rises up in here that says that if it can happen for the shooties, it can happen for us. That, that, you, that you're not a respecter of persons, but that you, you're just seeking for people to raise their hands so that you could be the lightning to that rod in Jesus' name. Amen. So, enlarge. Enlarge. It's our vision, building, uh, vision builders series. And, um, and what Vision Builders is, it's our church's expansion. How do we gather? How do we expand where we're at? How do we go from one building to six, to 16, to multiple states? How do we expand? Well, um, Joy and I have been partnering with this church on Vision Builders for seven of the last nine years. And I can tell you that we've seen the breakthrough, the blessings. We've seen houses come and go. We've seen the miraculous come around our finances. And we've never been in lack. Even though we've gone above and beyond, we've never been in lack. Isaiah 54.2 says, enlarge the place of your tent. This is the theme of this Vision Builders series and it's about preparing for the expansion that's about to come. What are you doing to prepare for how God is going to move? And w- literally, what are you doing? Think about it. Pray about it. Like, Lord, how can I prepare myself? How can I prepare my finances? How can I prepare your kingdom for how you're about to move? Two years ago, um, when we were at West Hills High School, Pastor uh, Dana Piper, it was Dana Adams at the time, she came and she preached. And I mean, she preached. It was on fire. And it lit Joy and I up. It shifted our vision. I remember sitting on the front row, Holy Spirit coming on me. It's like, hey, you guys need to give your kitchen. Can you trust me with the money you set aside for your kitchen to build me a kitchen, to put a kitchen and a funded kitchen in my house? And um, we're just like, you know what? Why not us? Let's go for it. Let's trust God. And if you could take one thing from this message, it's a why not you? Why not now? Why not trust God, what he is asking? And when Pastor Dana spoke, it felt like God was putting on these glasses. He was putting on glasses. And I don't wear glasses, but all of a sudden I was wearing glasses. And what I was seeing was an augmented reality. I could see that, you know what, even if we gave this kitchen... He is going to bless us on the other side, that we will get a better kitchen than we could have imagined, that we will be covered and protected and looked after, even though we trusted him, and when we trusted him. So how many of you guys know what augmented reality is? Raise your hands. You guys know, right? Yeah, right? Uh, Augmented reality is a technology that superimposes a computer-generated image on a user's view of the real world, thus providing a composite view. So think of it this way, Pokemon Go. We have a lot of people here that have played Pokemon Go, right? 
I personally never played it, but I've seen other people play it. And you're basically looking at your phone. They kind of look a little crazy from outside perspective. But they see something that others don't see. They see something and they're going after it. And this augmented reality is seeing something that God is putting in front of you and going after it. So the title of my message today is God Glass. I like that. I didn't look at it last service. So God Glass, it helps you see God's augmented reality for your life. And I made a, my definition for God Glass is a faith-based vision that enables you to see beyond your natural world by overlaying God's possibilities and principles. So you're overlaying it not with what you can do, not with what you have, but what is the possible when you partner with God? So I have five points to help you understand God glass. And point number one, it's see by hearing. Now some of you guys may be like, oh, come on, that doesn't make any sense. I see with my eyes, I hear with my ears. No, in Isaiah 54 two, God spoke to Isaiah, and he spoke to the Israelites to enlarge. He said, because you need, you're about to increase, you need to stretch out. You need to prepare. You need to have a vision of something to hope for. This is an example of God's augmented reality for us, that he wants to reveal something for you to prepare for what he's about to do. Because if you're not prepared for what he's about to do, you're not going to be able to handle it or even receive it. I remember... Um, when, when I first read The Circle Maker, incredible book, recommend it to everybody. I, I, was, I saw in there, and I, something wrote and came down inside of me, and I was like, Joy and I, we're going to give a million dollars to our church one day. Does it make sense to us? Our salary might have only been like 60 grand at the time of year. But I was like, you know, one day, we're going after it. We're going to give a million dollars to this house, to your kingdom, to God's kingdom. And that was something that he put on us. So one of my questions for you is what are you dreaming for? What do you want to see? Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's family members coming to this house, getting on fire. Maybe it's your first, maybe it's your first house. Maybe it's a house that you can hold a connect group in, plug on connect. <laughs> maybe it's a pool. Maybe it's a car, right? There's so many ways and so many things that we can go after. We can partner with God and have vision for Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Romans 10.17 says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. I like to put these verses together and make my own version. And I read it as this. Our confidence in the things hoped for, the things that we are convicted about, come from hearing the rhema, the spoken word of Christ through the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Christ is always speaking. He's speaking now. When I was mentioning babies, when I was mentioning families, when I was mentioning cars and houses, something probably inside you is like, man, yeah, only if. I don't know how that's possible. Only if. I'm, right now, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is, he wants these things for you. But he wants to transform you because he cares about the person, not the blessing. So, again, what is he saying to you? It's good to recognize, to go after it, and to write it down. To not just think it, not let it just float away, but to write it down. Remember it. 
and ways that you can get into a position to hear from the Holy Spirit, that for him to speak these things to you, are in a service. You guys are doing a great job of it today, right? Going to a connect, listening to podcasts, going to men's prayer and women's prayer, just like something that happened to me when Daniel, amazing Daniel, prophesied over me. He was like, hey, I know you just got this amazing blessing from giving your kitchen away, but you know what? That's 1% of what God's going to do. I see a hundredfold increase. What you're seeing, what you're looking at, the blessing you see right now is nothing compared to what he is about to do. And faith rose in us. And Joy and I, I went and I told Joy, and our faith rose. You're like, you know what? Shoulders back a little bit. We're going after it this year. We're going after it this year. Let's see what God can do. And my next point is one of his favorite ways on how to get this to you, right? And how to go after this. And it's with the God glasses, you learn addition through subtraction. If you're enlarging your tent, you gotta pull out the stakes where they were. You can't leave the old stakes in the same place to expand. You have to undo the cord. You have to pull out these stakes and you have to expand. I know Eric will tell you that if you also need a bigger land to build a, a tent and put a tent on, you're going to have to plow it. You're going to have to build a bigger foundation for what you're about to do. There's preparation that needs to be done. And you have to remove what is there. Even the government knows this. There's uh, things out there like student loan forgiveness. You know, there's all these uh, like debt forgiveness. But if you ever go through that, you can ask my wife she's a CPA, that you'll have to pay taxes on that, right? The government understands that when you remove a debt, when you remove a negative out of your life, they're going to come knocking on your door. They want what's theirs, right? They understand that it is an increase. Proverbs 11.24 says, one gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give, only to suffer want. And when you apply this to your finances, aka giving to vision builders, giving, giving your tithe, taking people out to dinner, blessing families in need when people are going through things, but, you know, bringing a meal to their house, when you do this, you're able to turn down the voice of money. And if you're wondering, like, what is he talking about? Well, money does have a voice, right? Money has a voice. And what that voice says, it says, hey, this is the kind of car you could drive. This is the house you can live. This is the neighborhood you can live in. This is where your kids are going to go to school. This is the kind of restaurant you're going to eat at. And so money always is speaking. But when you take your finances out of your pocket and you say, you know what? I choose to listen to the Spirit of God instead. You tune down that voice and you listen to God for what's possible. I'm not saying money's voice is bad either. Because money's voice can be good. I don't want people to say, oh, we're going to throw out our budget. No, you still need to have a budget. You still need to be responsible with your finances. But what I'm talking about is when the Spirit of God speaks and he comes in opposition to what money is saying, which voice are you going to obey? Are you going to stay here in San Diego and listen to him? Or are you going to go where your budget makes more sense out of state? <laughs> Yeah, that was canceled on the front row. <laughs> Little story behind that. 
uh, I got a really big job offer to move a couple weeks ago. And Joy and I had to go through this. And I was like begging Pastor Michael to tell me no, and he wouldn't. He was like, I can't tell you no. But in prayer, we clearly heard the Holy Spirit. He's like, hey, this is a blessing for you and your family, but it's not my perfect will. Will you sit and wait for my perfect will? Will you choose me as your master or money as your master? Only Jesus. So Joy and I walked through another conversation with money and the Holy Spirit last July. July 20th, I was uh, reloading ammo in my garage at night. I was prepping for hunting season. And um, I was just praying, had the worship music on. Nothing better to do worship while making your ammo you, so it doesn't blow up in your face. <laughs> I was told to say that. No. <laughs> but um, I was in there and I was praying and I was like, Lord, I want to give you a million dollars. I want to fund your kingdom. I want to buy our East Campus. I want to put the, the best play structure in our kids. I want all the other campuses to look at East County's play structure and be like, man, I, I want San Marcos to say, why is ours so small compared to theirs? I, I want to fund his kingdom. And as clearly as I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me, he's like... Yeah, you'll get there one day. But I'm not asking for a million dollars yet. I'm asking for $100,000 this year before you're a multimillionaire. Before you get to that point, can you trust me with what's in your hand? And, you know, money started talking. It started speaking. It's like, yeah, no, that's not smart. That's your, that's your savings. That's your uh, emergency fund. That's your stocks. This is your blessing from the previous year. You can't give away your blessing. You're just, and, and I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to listen to you. But then he said, he's like, well, now you have to go tell your wife. <laughs> but I did, and she stood with me, and we stand in agreement and said, hey, you know what? We're going to believe for $100,000 vision builders this year, because why not us? Why not the shooties this year? And why not you guys? Why not you guys listen to the Holy Spirit and go after what he's saying? We did tell a few people. I told, I know we talked to Jared about it a bunch, and we would discuss, and we were like, oh, come on, we're going after it, we're going after it, and be around people that can motivate you and hold you accountable. So what is the Holy Spirit asking you to remove today? Write it down. The next step, step number three, the glasses help you to see what's in your hand. The augmented reality gets to see an overlaid picture. You see an overlaid picture of what God is doing. But what is in your hand? What is the natural world? What is your starting point? What is your baseline? This is important. Not because you need to pull back faith and limit yourself, but because you need to know how much God is going to move. And this is biblical too. In, in Mark 6, when there's 5,000 men... And stalkers going after Jesus, you know, following him on the hillside, families and all. The disciples, he told the disciples, go get them something to eat. And they responded, do you really want us to buy them all that food? You know how much money that is? It's like $15,000 to buy them all food. Do you really want us to do that? And so, and I love this. In 638, Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. 
And when they found out, they said, five and two fish. You need to understand that this story would lose its power if we didn't know that he fed 5,000 from five loaves and two fish. If you just said, if it just said Jesus fed 5,000 and moved on, you'd be like, he's Jesus. You know, it's like he had the money. He just pulled a bunch of coins out of fish's mouth. Just did a lot of fishing. But we serve a God of multiplication. And we un, to understand that, we need to also know how much is he going to multiply. We need to understand how much are we going to press in for. Um, so Joy and I, we took inventory of our finances right after this. We took our uh, Vision Builders pledge, wrote $100,000 on it, and we said, okay, God, we're trusting you. You guys will have the opportunity on June 13th. But um, and we said, okay. Let's look, let's look at our baseline. Let's like look at our starting point. We have about $100,000 in stocks, an emergency fund. This is what everything in our hand that was like liquid cash, liquid-ish. And then we looked and say, okay, we have, a, we have some money in equity too. So like, okay, well, Lord, but then we went back into prayer and say, okay, we want to give to your kingdom. We want to do these things, but I am a husband and a father, and I need to watch out for my family. Like, you've commissioned me to protect them, to be their protector, and I can't just give all my money away. I would feel irresponsible doing that. And so he agreed, and he's like, okay, you guys sell your house. This is a beautiful house that you just had renovated with the kitchen made by Virilli Construction, just exactly how we wanted it. It is, you know, the exact kitchen we wanted. We put all this time in designing and building, and we've seen God come through on the breakthrough. But we're like, okay, God, we'll sell it for your kingdom. So then the number crunching came in. So we're like, okay, well, how much are we going to sell it for? Well, let's, let's, you know, we can do the calcs. Let's look at comps. Let's increase from comps because we're going to set the bar of our neighborhood. And we, like, and we came up with a number that made sense. We're like, okay, God, when we get this price, we know it's you. And two, we're increasing, not decreasing from giving this hundred grand. And then it came to point number four. You got to learn how to push, to pray until something happens. Our pastor, Jurgen, he wrote a book called Push. Highly recommend it. So you go buy it, read it. If you can't afford it, I'll buy you a copy. Come find me. But we pushed, Joy and I pushed. I remember laying the hands on our house and saying, okay, we're going to do our inner quacha, and we're going to call buyers to us. And we said, okay, Lord, the buyers from this house, they're going to choose this house because of the backyard, not in spite of the backyard, that they're going to pay exactly what we're asking for, not a penny less. Then we went and said, okay, then we believe that's going to happen. We're also going to pray for the next house. Where are we going next? And I remember um, Pastor Michael pulling me aside at men's prayer, put his hand on my chest. He's like, yeah, you're not shrinking back. You're not going to a smaller house. You're going to get a bigger house. You're going to have a house that's faced west. He must have been peeking at my vision card because he was listing it off, right? I asked him where the cameras were. I was here taking photos of it. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> But you push to re when you push and when you pray until something happens. It's you reaching up 
to the kingdom of God and holding on and relentlessly not letting go until you see it happen here on earth. You're saying, God, your will be done, and I'm going to hold on to your will until I see it happening here on earth. <laughs> yeah, Joy and I, we, um, we determined we're going to get rigid in our prayers. We're not going to flex, get flexible. We're not going to bend to what we are seeing. We're going to stand firm because we know who our God is. And we know the story of Daniel when he fasted and prayed for 21 days until the angel came to him. Until the age, That's how long it took for the angel to overcome. Because we understood and we learned even more so through pushing that it takes time. For God to move with the grabbing on to heaven and bringing it onto earth isn't always instantaneous, but you just be relentless about it. Don't let what you see determine your next step. Well, on the flip side of this, Joy and I, we uh, sold our house for $250,000 over the Zillow Redfin estimate, right? You're like, come on, that's great. Give God a clap. That's just the starting point, right? Then, while we were in escrow to sell the house, we were, you know, believing for our next house, and this house came on the market. Just popped up on my phone. A complete miracle. Like, it's not listed on Redfin, but it's, it's showing up on my phone. It's not on Zillow. It's not on Realtor. Our, our Realtor can't even find it. I was like, but this is our house. I was like, it's a bigger house. It has everything we wanted. It has the guest house that I wrote on my vision card. It has these things. Like, okay, let's go after it. And it's a price we can afford. All right, let's, let's, let's see you move, God. And I remember being like super nervous and anxious because I was like, all right, this is our house. And Pastor Michael was like, okay, you know, calm down. Like, it's going to happen when it happens. God is going to move on your behalf. You know it's yours. And we got the house, and we actually had offers well above ours, $100,000 above our offer, turned down because the buyers wanted us. They had confidence in us because of God. This enlarged territory that we just took was five times the land of the house we sold. It was two times the square footage of our previous house. It has a guest house, a swimming pool with a water slide, a giant garden, like 15 fruit trees. We're eating some loquats the other day. It has an ocean view. No matter how small it is, it's still an ocean view. And best, and our favorite part, it's less than 15 minutes away from this building. And you hear that, and you're like, okay, that's pretty cool. Cool story, bro. What else you got, right? Well, we went back through the numbers, and we looked from July 20th through this week, and we're like, okay, what, how much did we give versus how much we earned through our salaries? Did the numbers. We gave 90% of our salary away since last July till now. You heard that right, 90%. And if that wasn't enough, through the selling of our old house, through the buying of the new house, our net worth increased a half a million dollars in the same process. The God of breakthrough, the God of miracles. 
That is the God I serve. That is the voice I listen to. That is the one that when he speaks, I know that, okay, this doesn't make sense in the natural. This doesn't make sense in my budget, but it doesn't matter because your breakthrough, your miracle is bigger than what I could do on my own. And Joy and I, we can firmly stand here and share with you guys that our God is good. That we had heard a couple years ago that the God who you give 10,000 to can multiply in 10,000s. Well, Joy and I stand on this, like, we're like, know what? The God who also, like, that told us to give 100,000 also allows us to reap in hundreds of thousands. And it's not about the money. It's about the person. It's about the relationship. So it doesn't matter what he's speaking to you, but it's that you listen because it's about who you are. It's about aligning your spirit with his spirit. It's about saying, this is the person I want to make. I want to create a wealth generator. I want to create people who can build wealth, who can teach others how to build wealth. It's not about just getting money. Like God isn't in the business of trying to convert billionaires to Christians to fund his kingdom. He is in the business of turning Christians into billionaires to fund his kingdom. So I'm going to do a little recap on my points. Point number one, see by hearing God's overlaid vision for your life. Two, learn addition by subtraction. It's how we clean the lenses of these glasses. Three, see what is in your hand. You can see the natural state, the current state of the world. And then four, push. It's the process of praying until that vision becomes a reality. But all these points are great. They're good. They can make you feel good, can inspire hope. And they, but they, the most important thing out of this is point number five, know your source. In God glass, there is a pair of these glasses designed for every single one of you, a unique pair for your own visions, for your own future. It's not a one-size-fits-all, but God the Father, before time even existed, created a pair of these glasses for you. And then he sent his spirit to come upon us, to empower us, to teach us how to use these glasses, to give us the visions, to speak to us, to elevate us, to give us faith, to send us what to do, the process required. But you can't take these glasses unless you understand that they were bought by Jesus Christ. That he died on the cross He shed his blood. He took beating after beating, and he rose again on the third day. So not just so we can go to heaven for eternity, but that so we can stand here, grab onto his kingdom, and bring it down to earth to make heaven reflect what is going on in the spiritual, to make heaven a mere image, uh, to make earth a mere image of heaven. Pastor Michael already did an amazing altar call. And you guys, make sure you go and get prayer after this. But I want to encourage you guys that if you have not taken on these glasses, you don't feel like you're wearing these glasses, 
I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond, to put on these glasses, to say, you know what? Me, right now, going forward, I'm changing, and I'm changing the generation ahead of me. So go ahead and bow your eyes, or bow your heads, close your eyes. I'd be impressed if you could bow your eyes. If that was you, if this message has stood out and you say, you know what, I want that on my life. I want that faith. I want that testimony. I want to walk through the same things. I want to I want to hear and see the images of God in front of me. Go ahead and raise your hands right now. And we will pray with you. We will believe with you. We will partner with you that today you're leaving and you're not leaving the same way you came in. But you're going to have a God vision, a God reality in front of you that you get to chase after, that you get to partner with him. And he's going to align you like you've never been aligned before. And my favorite part about this whole process that I didn't even touch on earlier is that the, his voice gets louder and louder and louder. Your relationship with him gets stronger, more in tune. So dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every hand here raised. And Lord, fall on them right now. Fall on them right now. I thank you for new visions. I thank you for a confidence that you are the one who's going to complete the vision. That it is not in their own strength. It is not on their own capabilities. That it doesn't matter their job. It doesn't matter their income. But you are the God of resource. That you are the God who can shift. That you can have someone give 90% of their salary away. And yet have them increase a half a million dollars. And step into a bigger home. That this same God is, will do a unique thing for them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Can I get everyone to stand up? Before I welcome up Pastor Michael, I'm going to invite the ministry team up here. And um, I really feel compelled to go after unworthiness that there's a, an unworthiness like, well, God did that for the shooties, but he, he's not going to do that from us. I'm only here. This is my only spot. This is where I'm at. And we need to go after that unworthiness. And it's okay to be there and to feel that, but admit it and come forward and don't believe it and walk out of here without that, knowing that the God who did this for us will do it for you in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.